Dancing with Gravity, my podcast about seeing the world through the eyes of a juggler. My name is Cyril Rabat, I'm your host, and I'm French. I've been a professional juggler for the past 25 years and counting. This is episode number seven about death. I wasn't sure about this one because death is not really a popular topic, but I think it's important to talk about death. And obviously I'm going to talk about it through the eyes of a juggler and within the circus picture. Death is more part of the circus than we think. It's more part of the circus than we think because circus performers are dying um, regularly on stage or, or in training. When I think about it, I, I know a handful of people that died um, being circus performers or I don't know if it's worse, but that got like totally paralyzed and are in wheelchairs. And I know I heard about a bunch of circus performers that died that I didn't know of, but being 25 years in this industry, I I met and saw people die. It happened when they were training. It happened when they were performing. I have a friend who died... He was performing in a street show. They had a flying, not really flying, but like a, a structure where they would do some aerial from and they would like hang themselves from this pretty high structure and walk upside down and do a bunch of things in the air. It was pretty cool. So this friend who was an aerial performer put out, put on his, um, you know, everything, you know, the, the stuff, the harness, the stuff you put around you to secure yourself and have non, just not only the security, but also the, the actual rope that, that, you know, he was able to fly with. And that day he forgot to attach it to the right place on his harness because harness is complex you you step in there and there's like a lot of hoops where you put your legs and you put your uh well you put your body in there and i i actually did that myself uh a couple of times in my career where you have to like get in there and and use this thing and you don't really 
know how to do it the first time. And this guy was a pro, so he did know. But it's true that it's confusing. It was for me. And I think one day he just attached, you know, um, to the wrong place. And then it broke. And then he died. It was during the show. I heard a Cirque du Soleil performer dying also like that. Probably uh, same mistake. Um, that's the tricky thing is performing in the circus. We, we do so many shows, like 10 shows a week or more or less, depending what kind of tour you're doing. But it's a lot of shows. And so even though it's dangerous and we're playing with death or we're playing with different well, we're playing with our bodies and we're pushing our bodies beyond uh, the limits of what's normal, obviously. We, we tend to forget that we're doing that because we're actually doing it every day. That's always um, what I say about the difference between a circus performer and an Olympic athlete is that an Olympic athlete is doing something amazing, but they have um, they have to do it once, and they have they know when they're going to be doing it, and so they can build up, they can create a whole plan to maximize their performance and get at the top of the peak of what they can do for that specific date. A circus performer, the date is every day. This peak performance, this peak date is, is every day. Sometimes twice or three times a day. That's a lot. So what happens is that even doing the most crazy things, it becomes a habit. And I think sometimes we go in autopilot and that's when those mistakes happen. I knew a, a duo, flying duo. I think they were German. I never performed with them, but I saw them perform and I met them once and they had this like, like rocket thing that was spinning um, on the ceiling in the big, in the big top. And it was like cir circling around like really fast and they were in there and one was like, you know, carrying the other and they would uh, put straps around their heads and like hold each other by the neck and, and do some of those traditional pretty intense um, tricks. And they were like so speed, especially the, the, the guy who was lighter, like um, being carried around. It seems like he had drank like 15 Red Bulls or something every day before the show. And he was like so intense. And I think for like common people to see that, it was really fun. But 
they I don't think people would realize the amount of risk they were taking because normally like an airlist in traditional circus they they take a few risks like you know they like a drop or like letting go of the rope and then catching it back or things like that that are really risky because if they miss and they're not secured they can fall but they were taking like dozens of risks during this act it was like for even for me it was really stressful seeing them because i was like oh my god they're like so you know like they're daredevil devils you know like they're braving death uh, 15 times during their act and they were performing in a traditional circus in germany doing three shows a day and one day the guy fought fell and he died yeah i would say an average i heard and i i'm I don't hear everything in the circus, far from it, but I heard on average like a death every year or every other year in 25 years. So that's a realm, that's a reality. Circus performers are taking risks and are taking risk of life and death. Now I think there's a change in mentality, although not completely. Uh, there's still a lot of traditional circus performers that are taking this kind of risks. And you need to understand they're, they're not crazy in the sense that they, are, they know what they're doing. They're, they're taking risk, but they're really good at what they're doing. I think the risk mostly comes from just doing it too much and from the lack of concentration that can happen or the lack of energy to to be focused the right way and and be too tired or just be in like a zombie mode or because you just repeat the act so much that you're you're just going through the motion and your heart or your attention is not in it and that's when shit happen i mean in this case death happen and I wanted to talk about that, first of all, to be conscious of it, but also when you reverse and you stand from the public perspective, the public knows that there are risks taken. The public knows, you can see it, you know, like the lion tamer with, you know, they're like, 10 lions and tigers and whatever a lot of the time the the animals they're they're pissed off and you can see it and and it happens sometimes they they get you know eaten i guess you can see it when there's a trapeze artist uh, that has no security and and doing some flying trapeze so high or you, you, you see that, and, and it's even when you see the high water walker and they don't have security and they're faking falling, and you see that a lot. Like, 
it's it's a play like for circus performers they play with that to make the public like oh my god what's happening is he gonna fall is, is he gonna die is it gonna you know that's part of the game that's part of why people go to see circus to see daredevils to see people flirting with death and not dying most of the time we don't die hopefully and i'm talking about that i'm i'm in the middle of all that and i'm talking about that and i'm and i'm experiencing that from within the circus but my reality is that i'm a juggler and when i fail the only thing that happens is that my plastic juggling balls fall on the ground. The worst thing that can happen is that it falls on my head and I don't care. I mean, uh, before I used to juggle with like really hard plastic juggling balls, so it would hurt a little bit, but I mean, <laughs> that would be very uh, trivial. But, and that's my point, in this podcast, that's what I want to talk about. The pressure and the experience of the audience. When they see me coming, juggling, right after the lion tamer and before the flying trapeze, they're projecting onto me the same amount of life and death challenge and life and death consequences onto me juggling and dropping a ball. For the audience, the stress is the same. They don't differentiate when they are in the middle of the show. Because the whole circus is built on taking risks and pushing the human boundaries of what is possible and also what we dare to do when i come in on stage the pressure that the audience is experiencing on me dropping a ball is the same than the acrobat the lion tamer the flying trapeze artist falling and dying so imagine for me as a juggler to experience that coming from the audience is extremely stressful and i think that's why in the circus jugglers are so eager and desperate not to fail not to drop to actually succeed to do the trick i don't think it's only a question of you know like succeeding the trick it's not just an ego thing it's not just because if you think about it like how many times a juggler dropped the ball every day during every session i, I dropped the ball all the time I did, and I still do. 
when I practice, today I practice three hours, I just drop all the time. Maybe a little less than, you know, 20 years ago, but still. And I'm not worried about that. Of course I'm going to drop. I'm, I'm, I'm not perfect. And the way I progress is by pushing my boundaries. And pushing my boundaries might mean sometimes, for example, uh, trying to juggle a little longer than yesterday. But if I succeed and I juggle a little longer, eventually I'll drop. And when I drop, that's okay. I just, you know, bend over, grab my juggling balls and start again. So failing all the time in practice is normal. That's not normal for an acrobat. That's not normal for trapeze artists. They don't fail all the time. They have the same pressure in practice than on stage. I mean, sometimes on, you know, in practice, I mean, hopefully trapeze artists, they, they put a security, for example, but it sucks to fail, to fall when, when you're doing a trapeze trick like you know the security is on one side of your body and you're, you're you're going really fast and it's going back and forth and then suddenly you you miss the bar and then you 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 go and it's it hurts you know like suddenly you're like you're not expecting that and then you're hanging from one side of your body in midair and then you have to go down and then you have to stop the trapeze and then like cr- climb back up and it's a whole process it's it's terrible you they don't want to i don't care when i drop i I don't care it doesn't it doesn't do anything to me i just drop and i catch the ball back and i do it again you know like so some other circus performers they can miss and in training that's okay they have the security but for example uh, an acrobat they, they, they cannot fail even in practice, you know, like coming out of the trampoline and doing a triple backflip and um, coming back down in the wrong way, you can die. And there's no way really to prevent that. I mean, they, they have this different ways to like come down on a, in fosse, we say in French, like a place where you can just crash and that's fine but eventually you're gonna have to learn to come down a mat if you want to do that on stage you know like and in those cases you can't fail even in practice so there's a huge difference not only on stage but also in practice but once we're on stage we're all the same we all have the same rules jugglers um, you know, trapeze, acrobats, lion, hand-to-hand, whatever it is, we have the same rules. We're not supposed to fail. And it's totally stupid. Because when I'm doing my finale, I'm juggling eight balls. Plus my body, it's like nine um object if you if you think your body is an object like when an acrobat is doing something they have to deal with one object their bodies 
I'm dealing with my body plus eight objects that are outside of my reach in the air. And I'm dealing with like a shit ton of different factors, the light, the audience, the the wind sometimes, the the sun, the the whatever it is. Like there's so many factors that I don't control and I have to handle. And I'm doing all that. And I'm supposed not to miss because if I miss, I'm going to die. No. If I miss, nothing's going to happen. I could just miss and try again and maybe succeed. But it's really hard to do because of that perception of the audience. Their reaction when I miss as a juggler is the same, uh, you know, like heart pinch, like heart squeeze, like their heart is squeezing in their chest because they're like, <gasps> you know, in the, the, the first initial reaction is like death. Death just happened. It's a huge, it's huge tension. It's a lot of tension. And coping with that, dealing with that as a juggler is a lot. It took me so long to, to like understand the level of pressure that I was handling from the audience and understand why. Because everybody knows like it's a club, it's a ball, it's a, it's, it's a hoop, uh, it's, you know, it's a Diablo or it's, it's a piece of plastic. Nothing's going to happen. It took me a while to, to figure that out. This like the we're handling death, the death picture, the death um we're like inheriting, inherit. Like there's this common sense in the circus and because we're performing under the same circus tent we're all playing by the same rules. It's difficult to handle that also um, sometimes with the other artists because the other artists um, are going through a lot physically. It's, it's much, it's really hard for most of the circus Um, disciplines are really, really hard on the body. Like, think about contortion. Think about acrobats. Think about hand balancing. This is very difficult on the body. It's like Olympic Games. You don't see 50-year-old, um, you know, athlete competing at the Olympic Games. The prime is 18, 20, 25. If you can push to 30, 35, you're lucky. 40, 45, whew, that becomes really challenging. So the idea is that it's tough on the body and they're taking a risk to actually die or 
you know, injure themselves in best case scenario or worst case scenario, die. We're not, as jugglers, we're not. We're not going to die. And right now I'm 38 and I feel great. I'm a little slower than when I was 20, but I can still do my act. I can still perform. I, I still enjoy it. I need to, you know, spend some more time recovering and taking care of my body when I do that than when I was younger, but I can still do it. I know jugglers that are 40, 50, 60, 70, and they're still doing it. You know, they're still juggling. Maybe not at the same level, but, you know, like the experience of the stage and relationship with the audience and knowing how to handle a show really like makes up with the difference in the technique, I would say. So it kind of balance it out. So sometimes I feel from the other artists uh, kind of like where jugglers were a little outsiders. We're playing by the same rules from the audience perspective, but everybody knows in the circus, you know, nobody is fool. Everybody knows, like, uh, it's what I'm doing is really challenging. It's one of the, mo I think it's the most difficult discipline in the circus, like on a technical level to handle that. And maybe also emotional to like handle so much pressure when actually I'm, nothing's gonna happen to me. Because in a sense, like, it's really rare for an, for an acrobat to, to miss. Because they know, if I miss, I die. So I'm not going to miss. If, if it was the same for me, if I knew that if I miss, I'm going to die, I would never be a juggler juggling eight balls on stage. Because there's no way I would do it perfectly every time. I do what I do because I know that I, nothing's going to happen to me if I do it. That's how we can push. That's why juggler, that's why the level of juggling is so high. It never has been higher in the entire history of juggling than today. Jugglers are pushing the boundaries so far. But because there's no risk involved, you can actually spend 8, 10, 12 hours a day juggling. And if you start young enough, you can, you know, like in 10 years, juggling 10 hours a day, this, this becomes geniuses. And now we have technique available. We have resources available to really see what's happening in the world and compete with each other. And the level is really, really high. It's also high for the other disciplines, but mostly they have this big thing, like it's dangerous. And it's a big, big toll on the body. So we're all in this, but coming in from different perspective. 
I think it's interesting to think about it and to know the different realities. I'm not going to die. And I'm really sorry. There's so many circus performers regularly dying. It's a shame. But that's the life of the circus. Well, uh, that was my podcast for today. Sorry if it's a little heavy. I just thought I wanted to talk about death. Uh, maybe next week is going to be lighter. We'll see. I want to thank Play Juggling. Amazing props. They just uh, redid their website. And you can um, like design your own props. So you can like ask them to like actually create the club, the ball, whatever you want. Like exactly the way you want. And that's pretty amazing it's all been built into the website you you like click and create your own props and it's the same price than if you just order it um already pre-made so you can like uh choose the colors and and different factors like that and you can really design it so it's uh, made exactly the way you want thanks to head on television awesome music and remember failures is an essential part of juggling but failing is not a problem the problem is not learning from your failures and luckily when you fail you don't die so go and fail a lot juggle fail learn repeat talk to you next week